Good morning. This is Coach A. And welcome to the May 15th edition. The three things for this week. The first one is, how do we find the right direction? Or do we have the courage to stop and ask questions? Or are we going to allow our sunk costs to dictate the rest of our lives? The second one, what we believe is the game, chain, game changer is rarely the actual game changer. From outside, when we look at somebody who's accomplished something, we believe it's because of something else. I have two stories to share with you, one by Derek Sivers and one, an anecdote from Coach Dan John that illustrates this paradox. And finally, what is the most important thing? Let's get started. How to find the right direction? Deep down, we're all searching for something. Something does not quite feel right about our current situation. I mean, we know what brings us joy. We all experience happiness. We understand how different and awesome we are when we are creating. But too often, a quick glimpse is all we can afford because there are a zillion things to do and there's rarely a moment to pause. There's just so much noise around us in our lives, in our heads. And when we do pause, when we ask that first question, it only makes us in succeeding, or rather it makes us feel terrible about ourselves. And so we stop instead of continuing. But deep down, we know this is not quite the way things should be. Wasn't our job meant to be fun? Where we would be making a difference and enjoy doing it? Weren't we supposed to be somewhere else at this point of time in our lives? Weren't we supposed to be fit and healthy with toned bodies and sculpted abs as social media tells us to yearn for? In rare moments of clarity, of space, of silence, we catch a glimmer we realize that we are mired ourselves in a lot of baggage. We're not where we thought we'd be. What do we do? Well, we beat ourselves over it and continue running in the same flawed direction. We don't recognize that we've changed. Whatever our dreams were 10 years back are not what our dreams are today. Whoever we were 10 years back, we're not the same person. For most of us, our old dreams were never our dreams in the first place. But our parents, our friends, our society, our influences that subconsciously got into our heads and we mistook them for our own. 
And here we are on our treadmills to over there without questioning if that's where we want to get to today. It is scary to stop and ask questions because we've accumulated a lot of baggage for this destination. Our degrees, our jobs, our education, our careers that we've crafted, the books we read, our thoughts, our identity, they're all crafted with this in mind. And if that is flawed, holy shit. If that's not where we should be going, oh, fuck. Does that mean we have to start all over again? Ooh, since that's scary, let's stop this line of questioning and let's switch on some Netflix. We seem to make up this weird if-then statement. I'm happy with myself. Sorry, scratch that. I'm unhappy with myself. So I will get flat abs, a toned body, chiseled arms, and look great. And that will make me happy and I will suddenly treat myself with kindness. You think you'll feel different about yourself at the destination. We are unhappy with how things are. And we identify one aspect of our unhappiness. Obviously, I'm going to use the physical health part of it. A toned body, you know, flat abs, all that. But there are many aspects to our unhappiness. Let's call it one, overworked. Most of us are overworked. The amount of work is an endless river. We need to find an extra gear, we think. And as soon as we find that extra gear, work will become manageable and we'll be on top of it. What an illusion, right? The harder we work, the more productive we are and the more there will be to do. A fucked up paradox, but that's how it is. So we're stressed. We're stressed about being overworked. We're stressed about not being in control not having enough time to sit still, breathe, and take stock. And this manifests itself as a lack of sleep, poor energy, fatigued, feeling drained, and coming down to not enough me time, not enough time for you to be you, to do the things that rejuvenate you. Not enough introspection. Instead, just being swept away. And what we're all looking for is clarity. We want to find out what we want to be doing. Where are we heading? I mean, isn't that what being an adult is about? Having a crystal clear destination and going there. And we want to feel in control of our lives, of our days. Now, both of these are illusions. Now, of course... Only if you begin with the end in mind, can you even get there. Without a goal, without a destination, you're going to flounder. But more than the destination, what we need is a clear direction. If the goal is short-term enough, it'll work. If the goal is long-term, the destination is a long-term one, 
it gives us a direction which is brilliant and as we go down this direction we will change and our destination will evolve that's great that's the job of that destination in the first place but instead sometimes we are so focused on a specific destination we forget that the direction is the key because it's not a given that that destination is the right one maybe it is today but who knows if 10 years from now that'll be the right destination and we'll never be in complete control as well I mean, we're not even in complete control of our thoughts. We're not in complete control of our day. So, unfortunately, most of us seem to pick a destination that everybody around us is bleeding about. In the physical health realm, a toned body, flat abs, looking like a Greek god or goddess. Why? Because we're not in control, and we think this. when i'm in control i'll have a lot of actual control well, we're not in control of our cravings the choices we make of the decisions we fatigue under so we falsely believe that bringing the body under our heel regaining control and getting to the destination of a chiseled body will bring back control and this is a destination that many of us fail to reach not because we're not capable of it but because our lives are not designed for it and sometimes it's not the right destination at all the direction is sound the destination maybe maybe not so what if instead we can cut to the chase what does flat abs a toned body and chiseled arms have anything to do with you being happy if you're unhappy now why do you think once we get to the destination we'll be able to set everything right let's visualize this differently you are at the destination right we snap our fingers you have the body you want but what's different about your life nothing's different the day is still a mess your self compassion is non existent you're still running pretty fast in the wrong direction but you believe that being in this place will all of you what exactly but instead the snapping of the fingers instead it's that process it's that journey even with a wrong destination and i don't mean wrong wrong okay might be wrong for you it might be wrong for me but even with a wrong destination as a toned body going down that path will allow us to discover and change it certainly did for me but if we do not recalibrate along the way the destination has to evolve but the direction is approximately in the direction we're going as we change we allow this to happen otherwise we'll forever be unhappy 
if we start with the wrong destination and don't correct it as we learn and change along the way we will end up being in that destination but it'll be the wrong place and we'll find that we are in the same place as we were not happy with where we are and that's where we started it's important to take stock to introspect what is at the end of the rainbow and is it true that this is available to us only over there at the end of the rainbow and is it available to us only via one path is there another path is there a direct path are your dreams your dreams only you know we need to stop and ask questions and answer these questions we need the courage to let go of baggage of some costs be ready to begin again you cannot expect someone else to do the job for you someone to guide you certainly someone to teach possibly but do nope that's all you what i've learned once you ask the right question you're going in the right direction all right that's the first piece the second one two parter one a thought less is more about 2 years ago i finally got back to writing regularly writing has made a huge difference in my life it has helped me to think a lot more about my half baked notions make them cohesive it has helped me battle overthinking it has helped me be consistent for the first few weeks i wrote daily and then i changed it to writing 3 days a week I'm now leaning towards writing longer, better researched articles maybe once a week. Makes me uncomfortable as this means I got to be even more cohesive, more structured, I got to edit more, I got to do more work. And that's probably why it's the right path to take. The second part about this want to share two anecdotes and why i found them interesting so first up derek sivers he is the founder of an independent music publishing company in the late 90s and early 2000s called cd baby so he talks about this time when a friend of his asked him what made the biggest difference in his life here's an excerpt once i had $12000 i could quit my job and become a full time musician i knew i could get a few gigs per month to pay my cost of living so i was free i quit my job a month later and never had a job again When I finished telling my friend the story, he asked for more. I said, "No, that was it." He said, "No. What about when you sold your company?" I said, "No. That didn't make a big difference in my life." End of the excerpt. And then let me do the other anecdote from Coach Dan John's freely available book, A Contrarian Approach to the Discus Throw. 
here it goes. Back in 1985, Olympic medalist and world champion Bill Cock came to Salt Lake City. A local ski, ski rental store provided a workshop for the public. I was certainly the only strength athlete there, but I found the discussion riveting. Why? Nobody there, save me, could listen to what he was saying. What? Oh, they could hear him, but they couldn't listen to him. I was with a student of mine who later skied for the University of Utah. He kept asking the same questions. How many hours do you train? What period is it do you use? Cock. Remember, an Olympic medalist and world champion kept answering. I take my girls three times a week to the bunny hill at the resort. I race them to the top of the lift while they take the chairs. Then we ski down as a family. I do this over and over again. It gives me the biggest bang for the buck. What the other skiers wanted to hear was, well, something else. Now, in both these anecdotes, sorry, that's the end of that, right? So in both these anecdotes, the outsiders, those of us who haven't been there, do not get the import of what the world champion is saying, of what the successful person is saying. Because it does not match the climactic moment from the outside, right? Like we think that day Derek Sivar sold his company, that's the day he became free. We think, okay, this guy's an Olympic gold medalist. He's got to be doing something magical about his training. Maybe he takes a one-minute nap between each set he does. Maybe he stands upside down and the blood flow to his brain, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea, right? Like we think of weird, stupid shit. But in Sivarsa's story, what we see is that shift in mindset that going down the path of being a full-time musician and not overthinking it, right? Because along the way, he discovered a gap. He wanted to share his music. He wanted to sell his music and he scratched his own itch and that became CD Baby. So to him, the difference was when he decided to quit his job and that led to everything else. Similarly, in Bill Cox's story, he is talking about a brilliant interval. Skiing uphill, racing the ski chair uphill, and then coming back downhill. It's a simple, powerful interval, right? Think about it. Going up, a lot of hard work coming back down for somebody at his level in a bunny slope is the rest. So this brilliant high intensity interval that he came up with was his game changer. But outside, we're thinking, nah, 
Maybe he benches more. Maybe he benches twice a day or whatever, right? Anywho. The shortcut I found from this is ask the successful people and they'll tell you. And leading to the final piece, the most important thing, obviously in the context of finding your health and fitness and how to lead a stronger life. Well, I'm the insider here. So maybe my answer won't make sense. But I'm telling you that this is, if not the answer, this is kind of sort of where the answer lies. Find something fun to do. Have fun doing it. Laugh, frolic, play. These are the words you want to associate your physical activity with. It has to become something you look forward to. Keep showing up when it rains, when it shines, when you're feeling low, when you're buzzing with energy. Keep showing up. Find the right direction. You might make mistakes finding that direction. But that's okay. Your direction might not be perfect. But that's okay. All your mistakes are ways to strike out the various wrong directions. Ultimately, you'll end up facing the right way. Keep walking in that direction. Keep showing up. Did I already say that? Well, it is that important. It doesn't matter if you're fast or slow. It matters you're going in the right direction. Don't forget the power of compounding. Warren Buffett has made 95% of his wealth in the last 15-20 years. Compounding. Your results, your habits, your health, your fitness, your confident, confidence, all of it will compound as long as you keep walking in the right direction. It's fine to stop. It's fine to stumble. In fact, I insist that you stumble. What matters is to pick yourself up and keep walking. Keep showing up. That is the most important thing. And that's that, folks. Thanks for listening. This is Coach AA signing off. I'll see you next weekend. Have a good week.